Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hi. It's really, <laughs> really delayed. No, I was trying to think of something funny to say, and I couldn't think of anything funny. So, oh, I don't know. Wow. Uh, yo, what's okay. up? What's the haps? <laughs> uh, so, never say what's the haps again. Okay, okay, home slice. <laughs> All right, anyway. And as usual, we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverage. So what are you drinking this week, my friend? Well, although it already sounds like I'm drunk, I'm really only drinking Pepsi. Mm, it'd be more fun if you were drunk. Anyway, I'm going to get there at some point, usually by the third part of the show. Um, this week, I am drinking Rampage IPA. This might be one of my favorite labels of all time. It's got a demonic elephant on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's Black Diamond Brewing Company, and on the back it says, Wading through the jungle of beers on the shelf can be daunting, even mind-numbing. Session beers have their place, but this isn't your normal porch-sitting beer. This one's for when the primal forces of nature beckon. Because you can't really tame the beast, but you can definitely make it happy. (laughs) <laughs> anyway it's amazing it's really good so. hey, take a picture of that and and send it to me and i'll get it up uh, and i'll start and i'll create a, a board on pinterest for your that's, frosty beverages no that's the idea marshall's frosty beverages sounds good already um, got marshall's geek teas going on <laughs> well next week uh like i said i'll be over the hill and i'm going to grab a bunch of the recommendations from twitter from some of the guys that have been hitting me up and giving me recommendations so hopefully i'll be able to get all of those I'll pick up uh, at least yeah. a bottle of that Newcastle Scotch Ale that I've been drinking, which I'm finally finished. That's why I don't have any beer this week. Yeah, well, I'm going to do that. I feel, I feel like it's going to be a very good BevMo trip. All right. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and, of course, on SWOTOR Network. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. We are on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so take the time to give us a positive rating and like and share us on all the other social medias. Please, it's nice. It's a, it's a good, nice thing to do, don't you think? It's a, it's a very nice thing to do. So, could you? Thanks. Um, Please. So at, <laughs> he asked nicely. As always, we do have the timestamps in the show notes for all our non-Sortor fans because we do start the show with Star Wars The Old Republic. So, of course, give us feedback on Twitter and leave a comment on Facebook or on our website if you have any other suggestions on how we can improve the show. And, as always, we will do our brief little Audible deal here. Audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. If you've never tried Audible, use our link on our website or in our show notes. Get a 30-day free trial. You get a free audiobook and... I'm going to suggest, as I have been the last couple of weeks, I'm almost done. I've got like an hour left of Heir to the, Heir to the Jedi. I almost said Heir to the Empire. Heir to the Jedi. <laughs> well, I uh, <laughs> I followed your advice, and this week I joined Audible, and uh, I used my free download to get Heir to the Jedi. And even though I'm not a big fan of audiobooks, I decided to just you know do it for the show. And, <clears throat> and I uh, was listening to it while I was walking around campus, and I have about four hours left. I'm about halfway through the nice. book. 
What do you think of the uh, the narrator? The narrator's fantastic. Um, yeah. It's it's totally uh, interesting to hear him change in between voices, but I love the did, background did music. Did you get to and... the part where he? Uh, did you get to the part where he uh, imitates Han Solo? I haven't I gotten Han yet. <laughs> oh no, Han's not in the book. But there's one moment where Luke is thinking about Han and something that Han always says to him, and he does. A, Mark Thompson does a perfect Han Solo. It's phenomenal. Oh, I, I must it. not have heard that yet because it doesn't yeah. ring a bell. Oh, that's cool. Anyway, um, but the book's good. I hope you like it. Sound effects, music, yeah, score, no, it's very, good. it's very enjoyable. I like it. Yeah. All right. So anyway, you can check that out. Um, and as a quick side note, those of you that are Kevin Smith fans or VSQ fans or whatever, uh, I do listen to a lot of their podcasts. Tell them Steve Dave put out a new audio book, and it's called Tell Them Steve Dave Presents a Small Fistful of Dollars. <laughs> and if you ever watch, if you watch Comic Book Man or, or or a Kevin Smith fan, or you watch his old movies, you know who Walt Flanagan, Brian Johnson, Brian Quinn. If you watch Impractical Jokers, is is in it as well. And Sunday Jeff, who works Sunday at the Stash. Anyway, I haven't checked it out yet, but I cannot wait. I downloaded that and their first audiobook, which is Fairy Re Retail Theater, which just sounds awesome, doesn't it? That's uh, <laughs> yeah, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> all right so anyway that's our audible deal um check it out uh audibletrial.com slash usual podcast all right should we go should we do it let's do it we should go so tour time so really quick uh community shout out section all i want to do really is is let everybody know carillion run radio in their last episode interviewed eric musco it was a really cool interview um like i said i've met eric a bunch of times he was, they actually started their show normally. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, we do have a guest and here's Eric Musco. And he just <laughs> popped on and started talking. It was really cool. Um, you know, those of you that don't know, he started off podcasting for a slow tour podcast, uh, back in the day. So it's really cool to get him back on, um, on one of our fellow podcasters podcasts it's worth checking out. Curly on radio. There we go. All right. So we can game. What the hell did you do this week? My friend. Um, well, I actually spent a bit of time trying to level up my tunes to 60. So if uh, you remember from last week, I leveled up Smuggler to 60. This week, I got both my Jedi Counselor and my Jedi Knight to 60. And right now I'm working on my Sith Inquisitor. So Congrats. Uh, my Sith Inquisitor is at 58, almost to 59. And so once I get um, him up there, then I just have my Sith Warrior and I've got all eight classes to 60. You're my hero. And, and I'm, yeah, of course I am. Um, <laughs> and I've been doing that by doing a uh, lots of, uh, Rishi. So I've gone through Rishi like four times this week and, uh, I did a little bit of rack goals, but really not that much. I didn't focus on it too much cause I just knew it would pull away from my goal of trying to get everybody to 60. For sure. Yeah. Well, the rack goals are back and I'm not going to even bother announcing that in the news because probably by the time you listen to this, uh, they'll be gone. So yeah. the rack goals will be back, are back. And have been, have been, have been here. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I ran through, I ran through them twice. Um, but with the, with the arrival of the, the purple striated crystals, I'm trying to get all my gear up to its max. So I can just put them in and not have to worry about taking them out and putting them in each time I get better gear with the, the leveling up. So that was my totally. goal. Yeah. And I, um, did you do anything else this week or should I jump into me? No, that's it. Go ahead. Cool. So, um, I pretty much only did rack goals the last couple of days. Um, the first part of the week was nuts. So 
yesterday, last night, and this afternoon. I just did a bunch of rack on most of my tunes. Um, I don't know about you. I like this event. I know it gets a lot of flack because it's pretty much just dailies, but as a person that does a lot of dailies, mm-hmm. it's it's a change in dailies. They're pretty quick. Um, I don't do the heroic all the time. If there's a group forming, I'll jump in, but um, I typically don't do it. But, you know, it's you know, I do three or four on a tune. I think it's four or five, actually. Bust those out real quick, jump to a new, another tune, then I just kind of stockpile all of the all the tokens you get. Um, you know, I I enjoy it, and actually I used it to level up a couple of my tunes, uh, my Bounty Hunter, um, which isn't 60 yet, and my Sniper, and there was another one. Oh, nope, I don't remember. But anyway, so anyway, yeah, so I mean, I did get Champion with Thorn, which I was stoked about. Awesome. So I'm getting there. I'm almost to uh, to the max, mm-hmm. which I'm excited about that. And I dig the purple striated crystals that came with the uh, the promotion, the uh, uh, choose your path promotion. So um, on a quick note on that, though, did you and we kind of talked about this a few minutes ago before we started. But the, the purple striated crystals, I don't know if this is a bug or what, but as far as collections go, once you unlock something in collections, it's account wide, correct? Yes. So. With the, I think this has to be a bug, and I may have seen something out there, but it's been bug. It was, <laughs> it's bugging me today. See? <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, no, plan words. Me. Yeah, yeah, puns are funny. Um, so, but I, it bugged me because on my bounty hunter, I, I equipped it all four, and then I jumped over to my assassin, jumped into collections, and none of them were there. And hmm. so I have no idea why this is happening. So basically, I had to equip them all on my assassin in order to unlock them you know, for my companions and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's a bug. I, it seems a little off if, if they're going to say it's part of collections, it should be account wide. So really I should only have to claim them on one tune. So uh, I'm hoping to see something next week with that and maybe something will change. I'm not sure. So, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't seen any of that, uh, but I haven't really gotten into collections this week. I've just, you know, I really just didn't look in collections this week. So, yeah, I don't know if that is a bug. I, I didn't experience it personally, so I'm not sure. All right. Well, hopefully something happens. But Or maybe it's just me. Maybe I've gone insane. I don't know. Who knows? It's possible. All right. So, <laughs> let's hop into the news then. All right. So, for Smoke Tour news, we have a few things. We have some patch notes. So I want to go through some new stuff in the patch notes on the PTS. Before we get to that, one of the things we talked about last week was the outfit designer. Uh, the community basically came out and said, hey, uh, can you lift the armor restrictions? Because it's ridiculous anyway, you know, with adaptive armor and everything else. Right. Why Why have it, you know? And it is done. It has happened. Cool. And they did this without having issues with it, uh, unlocking it for, for regular play? I am not sure about the issues. I haven't been on the PTS to check it. Um, it's still in testing right now. But um, Tate's post was, uh, hi, everyone. Uh, we were able to get the change to armor weight restrictions implemented and will be available on the PTS with the bug fix build that is going live today. And that was on the 30th. So I haven't heard anything else about it as far as it being bugged. So hopefully it's legit. And cool. so, yeah, we get we get what we want, which is exciting. It's nice. It's, it is nice to see that feedback, though. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's nice that they're starting to respond quickly to concerns. For sure. Um, there were some issues with bolster. I'm not going to jump into this. There were some people saying since 3.0 bolster has been kind of off in the lower brackets, uh, in PVP. And, uh, basically Alex Modney, uh, 
assistant designer came out and said, we have heard your feedback reports and experience and experienced the disparity in the middle uh, 30 to 59 bracket. We investigated this disparity and it turns out y'all were right. So again, <laughs> the community says something and they're like, wait, what? Oh, you are right. So they're going to fix that. Um, it's they're hoping to, that to go live with 3.2. So cool. that's pretty cool. Good um, for peers. Yeah. I mean, give them something, you know. Uh, all right, so let's dive into the the PTS patch notes. It's kind of all the other. We have a couple other things here, but that's pretty much all we've really got um, right. as far as Swotor goes. We'll get to the April Fool stuff at the end. So, <laughs> um, as far as the PTS goes, um, I went through the patch notes as I always do, uh, and I found there's some stuff that they never said was coming that is, it's on the way. It sounds freaking awesome. So what I did was I just pulled some of the things that I thought were new and or that I cared about. Okay. <laughs> That's unfair. So let's go with that. So <laughs> I know I care about all of it, but some of it I just don't do. So anyway, uh, so the cooldown on the emergency fleet pass ability has been reduced for subscribers and preferred players. The cooldown is now 90 minutes and the free to play players cooldown is now 180. Um, the best thing about this, of course, is that if you have the Legacy Fleet Pass 1, 2, and 3 unlocks, they now reduce the cooldown of the Emergency Fleet Pass ability by 30 additional minutes. So eventually it gets down to my favorite number, zero. <laughs> what do you right. think? Uh, I think that's great. Um, the uh, Gosh, I remember when it first started, wasn't it like 12 hours or something like that, or 24 so hours? I, so ridiculous. I, it was at least 12. Right. Now, the the next part in this is all the cooldowns for the legacy perks of Priority mm-hmm. Transport. The one thing I find interesting is the only one that they're not knocking down is to Personal Starship, which they are knocking down, but they're not knocking it down to zero. Okay? Well, they, the other, they, they are in a different one. It's another. It's a separate patch note. No, I read that, but it doesn't take it down to zero. It takes it down to six minutes, which I find interesting, unless you have the improved Priority Transport. Oh, okay, yeah, because I do. Right. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying not all not all my tunes might. Well, anyway, so priority transport for you. all of them are being got for down to zero. So that's you know CZ one ninety eight, Capital World, Fleet Vanguard, you know all those are all going down to zero. But the priority transport's only going down to six minutes, which I find interesting because I don't know anybody that actually really uses it anymore because you could just go up to your stronghold and out to your ship. And I think that's why they're doing it. I think they're doing it because, one, we have the stronghold loophole. We also have the priority transport deals at our terminals. You know what I mean? So the legacy perks have kind of been irrelevant anyway, so why not make them zero? So if you have them, you can use those. Uh, I don't know. I think they just had to do it because it made sense. It didn't make any sense for them to – but also it doesn't really make any sense for anybody to purchase these either. Right. No, I mean, I totally agree that I, that they it makes sense for them to all go down to zero. But I'm, I'm just saying it doesn't make sense that the, that the personal Starship one doesn't go to zero. Right. Well, not by default, but with the right. legacy perks, it does. Right. Yeah. Well, I and I think that's just... I, 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 and I think you're right. I think it, the reason is, is because all you have to do is pop to your stronghold and then you're on your Starship, you know? Right. But that is another loading screen if if you have a... Uh, a computer, you know, beefy, a beefy rig, it doesn't matter, you know, and a, and a nice internet connection, but a loading screen, a loading screen is a loading screen for some folks. So, you know, um, they just might have to 
buy one of those perks. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how this shakes out. Because, I mean, just reading that note, it says, the base cooldown on the Priority Transport Personal Starship Legacy perk has been reduced to six minutes. Each pr improved Priority Transport Personal Starship unlock will reduce that cooldown by an additional two minutes down to zero. So, essentially, they're making it so you still have to buy that one. Right. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, but, but you know, yeah. all the other ones are zero now, so I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, what did you think about, I don't quite get this one, maybe because I just don't know the names of all the, uh, all of the speeders, but there's one, the speeder at the ghost cell training camp on Tatooine has been removed from the taxi network. Interacting with the speeder now teleports players directly to, uh, outpost Zorachi, Zorach instead. It's the, the, the ghost cell one is the, um, the empire side transport in the very Northwest corner of the dune sea. Okay. It's part of the uh, the uh, Imperial Agent quest when you have to smuggle yourself inside the box and it takes oh, you across the Dune Sea right. and you're okay. over there. And it's kind of yeah. it's kind of moted off by a exhaustion zone, except for there was one tiny little strip that you could run through. <laughs> it was an exhaustion zone, but it's so close to some dunes that you could get to that you could right. make it if you ran in the exact right area. Um, okay, and that makes sense because it says the exhaustion 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 zone separating the uh, ghost cell training camp has been removed. Right, they're basically taking it out because the only time you ever go out there was to unlock it for achievement reasons, exploration reasons, mm -hmm. or to be part of the story. And your story takes you there from the, the box, and so it was just to return from. It's it just it really didn't make a lot of sense. No, I'm I'm glad you knew because I. I don't remember every quest, and, and it makes sense. I remember that now. So, all right. So, this was actually kind of cool, I thought. The planetary modification and equipment vendors have gone through a large rework. The vendor's stocks have been adjusted to a better variety of modifications at a lower accommodation cost. In addition, the title of the NPCs has been changed to reflect the level of the items they sell. So, this, instead of, I'm guessing, I don't know how you're hearing, how you're reading this, but instead of, like, terrace accommodation vendor it'll be like level accommodation vendor well it that still might be it'll say like terrace common i'm guessing i'll say terrace accommodation vendor 42 or whatever okay. terrace is right you think that you think they'll have both yeah well i think it'll be like what the uh, the basic gear vendors do because mm -hmm. if yeah. you okay. if you look at the basic vendor in black hole it's a basic vendor 50 and then you see the basic vendor on fleet and it says basic vendor 60 so I think they'll just do it that way. I'm with you on that. I like that idea. Uh, those vendors always confused me. Um, all right. So let's see. All class missions that previously rewarded one or two basic comms now are recorded reward eight basic combinations. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I think they should, uh, you know, retro all of us who already did all the class quests and just give us a, <laughs> you know, a few thousand. <laughs> so basically they were just, they just need to max out our basic comms. Just, yeah, absolutely. Just <laughs> because they're changing it now. I'm with you. You know, it's like when you go to the store and, you know, the next day if you go to that store and it's on sale, you could be like, dude, I just bought that yesterday and bring your receipt in and get the difference, right? Same Absolutely. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah, matter that, you know, I hit 55, you know, two and a half years ago. So, you know. Exactly. <laughs> no, I deserve it now because I want it. I want it now. <laughs> we're, we're like Veruca Salt. <laughs> So this was one of those changes to group finder operations now require eight instead of 16. I'm guessing just because if you're waiting for 16 people, it's just not going to pop. 
So I, I think that's a good change. And level 55 operations are now available through the group finder at level 60, um, which I guess was a thing before. I guess you couldn't get into it if you were level 60, which is cool. And a new operation will be available each day. So I might, I might check out some of that. I still want to do a lot more operations. So, and I like the idea of, of group finding for a, a story mode operation. I just, you know, watch the videos and see what I need to do. Probably just go in as a DPS and, you know, it might be fun. So I like to check those out at some point. Yeah, I'm still going to, I'm going to reiterate my issue with group finder. Um, I don't have much of an issue with it because, I mean, I don't do operations and I don't do much, you know, queuing for flashpoints or whatnot. But for those story-based flashpoints that are required, like, say, for Aurora Cannon, there is a section for you to be able to do planetary quests for Section X. Right. But once you level out of it, it doesn't give you the option to to choose it anymore. Right. Which is odd considering it's a daily quest that you can keep doing every single day, no matter what your level is. I really wish they would unlock that so those of us who don't normally play with groups can still choose that to be our group finder so we can knock out those ones that are, you know, that re- that you can't solo no matter what level you are. And I think, and I have to, Aurora Canyon aside, or Canyon aside, I think the other issue is, I mean, for the weeklies, it'd be nice even at level 60 to be able to go in and, and do them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? With a group and get the and get the daily. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like, I think we'll get there. This might be a start. Yeah, I mean, as it is right now, whenever I, I try to do that, I really want to get the Aurora Cannon done. I just basically stand by the the, the mission terminal, terminal and say, hey, are you guys doing Aurora Cannon? Can I join you? Right. Which yeah. is just and, frustrating. Well, in general chat, there's usually groups because, and it only takes a few minutes to do, really, at this point, especially at level 60. But, you know, I always just look at general chat when I'm on uh, Section X just so that I can... You know, get that done because you have to have a, a group of four, which is kind of annoying. But um, all right. So anyway, so let's see. Group finder story mode flashpoints. I'm not going to go through all of this stuff. So they've adjusted the commendations for story mode flashpoints, tactical flashpoints, hard mode, story mode uh, operations, uh, weekly missions. They're just upping everything a bit. You get ultimate comms, elite comms, and some. I'm not going to go through all these. You can look at the patch notes. We'll have a link in the show notes. But um, but it's kind of nice, you know, knowing that, you know, if I were to go in and do one of those story modes um, or one of those group finder tacticals, I'll get more comms. And then the hard mode flashpoints, it's kind of cool. They're giving at level 60, six ultimate comms, which is nice. I think is pretty cool. So um, I, at some point, I'd like to get some higher end gear. So. Um, I think that'd be cool. And the weeklies, which I thought was really neat, the weekly tacticals now ground 20 elite and 10 ultimate comms. So that's nice. totally, totally worth doing. Um, so I'll probably be doing more flashpoints going forward or once, you know, 3.2 comes out. And kind of the last thing in here I wanted to bring up, operations bosses and associated weekly missions have had their accommodations updated as well. So that's level 50 ops, 55 ops, Dread Forest, Dread Fortress, Dread Palace, uh, level 60 ops, and um, the weekly missions for operations as well. So just an overall bumpage, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, that makes a uh, – yeah, I mean, it, it might drag me into trying to do operations a little bit more, but, you know, yeah. it would, it'll would it definitely totally. get me doing the, the tactical weekly so I can try to get some of those ultimate comms. Yeah, at least that. So, All right, so one of the things I noticed this week um, before the week ended, quality of life stuff. The collections menu came up, which is something we've talked about a few times. Mm-hmm. And uh, the idea is that – let me go to the first post here. So someone said, could we please make all the tabs in the collections menu minimized by default? 
That would make scrolling through the collections a lot easier. So, same goes for the achievement menu tab as well as the crafting menu. And we know the menus are pretty rough right now. Um, what, do you, what do you think? I mean, we've talked about this before. And there's a bunch of other ideas in this thread, which is kind of cool. And I'll read what the dev said. But what do you think about, um, about this? Um, I agree. They should be minimized by default. Um, they're definitely a pain in the butt. Um, as for the collections menu, um, the, you know, they're talking the, the one of the other suggestions I saw in that link that you, that you posted was um, to have a separate tab for what you own and not that way you don't have to go oh, searching through awesome. them all the time. But uh, this, this all just goes back to my basic thing, and that's unlock all items in collections. Okay, so it just makes it so we don't have to carry as Some, much somehow i knew you were gonna say that orange crap in our <laughs> in our things and for those of us that are completionists you know we know that crafting isn't as big as it used to be and that it's not important to have all those different schematics right. right but you know hey those of us that are completionists or role players or whatnot we'd like to be able to make anything wait are, are you a completionist no way <laughs> yeah anyway so <laughs> i know we all know dude. my name's so... will i'm a completionist <laughs> oh. I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So David Stats came out and he said, hi, all. Thank you for your continued feedback and suggestions. This is something we are very aware of, and it's on our radar. Keep the great suggestions coming. So hopefully being him saying it's on their radar means it's going to be a thing soon. TM? <laughs> we can hope. Anyway. Yeah, we can hope. A man can dream. All right, so um, the last thing, I'm not going to talk about it for too long, but there was another story blog that came up called Regrets. I read this one. Are you serious? I did. Oh, I hate you, because I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. It was really it was really interesting. It was a, good, a great little father-son meal at a diner um, between Jace Malcolm and Theron Shan, and it was just, it was really cool. Dude, I'm I, so I, mad at you. Let me tell you real quick. Because what I did was I saw it come <laughs> up. I started reading it. And I was like, you know what? Will's not going to read it anyway. I'm just going to talk about it. And I don't have time right now. I'll read it later. And the one time, of course. Okay, please tell us what it's about. I would love to hear about it. It's it's a father-son little meeting. And, it, you know, you find out that, uh, you know, it's probably told a, a lot of this is told in Annihilation, I'm guessing, because that's the, the, the Jace Malcolm backstory, right? Um, it's that um, Satil Shan didn't even tell Theron or Jace who the father was for 30 years. Oh, no, and that's that's part part of the plot point in Annihilation. Which right, really exactly. So, so they kind of touch on this. So it's a really uncomfortable father-son conversation where they're talking about the, the benefits and the faults of having a, a Jedi master mother who hides her emotions and... And whatnot, but it takes place at a in the Alderanian diner, because um, you know that's uh, I believe it's Jace Malcolm's homeworld is is Alderaan, and um, so it's just kind of cool. But it just I kept picturing the diner that Obi Wan goes to in I believe right. it's Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it's Episode Two. Yeah, yeah, and so I thought that was kind of cool. But you know, you just picture a diner with like the windows that you can see different images and stuff. It's really kind of cool. So I enjoyed it. You know, it was, it took me less than five minutes to read and it was really interesting. I liked it. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm really hoping it's Courtney Wood still writing these. I'm going to read it. I just haven't yet. You haven't yet, but I'm hoping it's still Courtney doing it. Yeah. Well, I looked at, I looked at the top and I didn't see any, any authorship on it. No byline. So they don't, they don't do it. She just said, 
somebody was asking and Courtney's like, Oh, I wrote that. And, uh, this was a few blogs back. And then a couple of days later, she's all, I'm going to go to the writing department now, you know? So, yeah. uh, I'm hoping it's still her. I think that I, I imagine it still is, but anyway, it, it, it I'm going to check it out. So yeah, regardless of who it is, I enjoyed the writing April fools, 2015. And as you know, <laughs> Bioware always does something cool on, uh, on April Fool's Day, and this one was called Go Big, Go Small, Go Nowhere. <laughs> this might be one of my all-time favorites. This was pretty good. Yeah, it was really funny. I, I enjoyed uh, reading about this one. So let me just read the first part here. You get a, uh, So it says, well, hey, uh, Kai Zyken here. And if you don't remember who Kai Zyken is, um, you encounter him at, what, pretty quick on Rishi, right? He's the, the um, wussy head of the... Uh, the Corita uh, or the Corsair ones that that yeah. gives up the data pad that's stolen by the monkey lizard, and he's just oh man, he's awesome. But anyway, everyone's heard of my incredible adventures, of course. But did you know that there's even more to me than be, than being really great at everything? It's true. I'm also a connoisseur of all the galaxy's finest things, and today I'm going to share a few of my favorites. I'm sure you found yourself going about your day and wondered, how could I do? This same boring stuff, but look awesome like Kai Zyken when I do it? The answer is finally here. My new line of sleek and unique vehicles. Some are large, some are small, and some are... Well, you'll see. Let's dive right in. So, <laughs> it's uh, and his character is very much like a, a salesman, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes... <laughs> the first, So he's got three sections of mounts he's selling. The first is mega mounts. So... He goes, have you ever been speeding around Viking Spice Space Dock on your Corellius, thinking to yourself, if only some brilliant vehicle maker could give me a way to take up even more space, I'd look more really important and attractive. Really great news. I have the solution for you. Introducing Mega Mounts. And the mount is this freaking sand crawler, dude. <laughs> okay, first of all, that's hilarious because the sand crawlers are just awesome. But talking about the the huge mounts that are available and the people that go up to the freaking mailboxes uh, yeah, and block great. it from everybody. That's so an MMO thing, dude. And every MMO, when there's a big-ass mount, they just sit on top of, like, a, a, a quest giver or something. They just, you know, they just post up. It's amazing. So if you want to take up more space, and he goes on to say, because he's got this really cool picture of a, a, of a character sitting on the top of a, a, a sand crawl, and he says, that's right. It's not too good to be true. With my first ever Mega Mount, you too could have your very own sand crawler. Through my patented steering, through my patented steering system, what used to take an entire team of Jawas now only takes you. Of course, some people have said to me, "Kai, why not just make vehicles that can fly?" To them, I say, "What does it matter when you're cruising ten stories off the ground?" Well, I love that there's no uh, no safety harness, so if you fall, you're falling ten stories. Yeah, there's like a disclaimer that says, use the sand crawler 100 at your own risk. Fall insurance not included. That's awesome. <laughs> um, this is pretty great, actually. Um, wasn't last year the one with the the companions? I for, I, I'm trying to remember. I remember there was the something about one. companions, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was you could romance your You could romance droids. your ship droids. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, I love these. So the next section is micro mounts. Maybe you aren't the Mega Mount type. You see something like a sand crawl and think, it's too big, too clunky. You need something small, something sleek. The type of vehicle that will make people say, how does she do it? 
Like she's, it's like she's gliding on air. She must be royalty. Oh no, random onlooker. She's not royalty. She's got herself one of Kai's micro mounts. <laughs> and it's just got a, a, a character sitting on the last mount. It's they hilarious. look like little clown motorcycles. And if you go to the Facebook page, which we'll put a link in, they've got a bunch of extra pictures. It's got one with a really reduced rancor. And he's got the, he's still holding the, the reins. <laughs> That's really uh, funny. It's so good. And I think the best one is a stationary mount. So I'll read this real quick. I'm sure most of you have passed out from overwhelming excitement of all of this, but for the truly discerning and still conscious among you, may my last offering in the line is the most unique of all. Have you ever looked around your luxurious Nar stronghold and spotted your favorite chair or perhaps seen a beautiful tree on Bel Savis and said to yourself, if only this was a vehicle? Well, now it is. <laughs> In my new line of stationary mounts, you can find everything from luxury chairs to crash asteroids. And they may have one thing in common. They don't move. <laughs> and it goes on. But anyway. I want the uh, the Alderanian log mount. <laughs> it looks amazing. He's just sitting there on a log and not going anywhere. And then there's uh. another one where he's sitting on a rock. <laughs> and it goes, that's right. These new mounts will move at a whopping 0% movement speed. You heard me right. Zero. It's like I always said, why go anywhere? Why go everywhere when you can go nowhere? So anyway, I kudos wanna, Bioware for another another good April Fool's man. That I want a awesome. mount made out of a ship debris, you know, just like a little, you know, little debris thing that, <laughs> that a piece of funny. a hull or something. Yeah, <laughs> little piece of scavenging junk. Scavenging junk. Oh yeah, there we go. All right, man. Well, Sword Tour's done. Sotor's done. All right, so Sotor, we have our refer friend links in the show notes and on our website. If you want to check out Sotor, it's free to play. Use our links and, um, you know, check it out. It's fun. It is a lot like of fun. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the Star Wars section, man. It's going to be a good one. So welcome to the Star Wars section of the show. This week, I'm going to let you start it. Wow. Look at that. I am honored. Um, yeah. everybody, the whole crowd's like, what? And I, they're turning it off right now. They're done. They're done. Oh, you, I hate you. <laughs> um, there's, there's actually not a lot of Star Wars news this week. Actually, the no, only thing I not. really have is that they've announced that there's going to be a new trailer. The second trailer for Star Wars, uh, the force awakens is going to be, uh, released on Avengers age of Ultron. Like we didn't see that coming, but well, it's, it's cool that it's actually announced. What? Yeah, and I'm, I'm I cannot. I mean, like I wasn't gonna see this movie anyway, but I mean, Avengers is one of my all time favorite movies anyway. And to have a, knowing the Star Wars trailer is gonna be in the beginning of it. Oh my god, I can't wait. So do we? Do we want to speculate? What do we? What do we think we're gonna see? I think it's gonna be a lot of cutscenes and edits, like the last one was. It's gonna well, be not- about. It's gonna be about two minutes of trailer that has about. 20 seconds of actual footage <laughs> a lot of black screen which i'm um, totally okay with no i'm fine with it give me give me three seconds of footage i'm in um so i i just wonder like it's obviously this is going to be not a teaser trailer right this is going to be like the you know two minute roughly i think there's going to be at least thing. one cutscene of a lightsaber fight okay because if you notice in the last one there was actually no conflict at all you had people no, riding on wasn't. speeders. You had a stormtrooper mm-hmm. come out of nowhere. You had a, a ball droid. 
Yeah, you had a ball droid. You had, you know, there really was no conflict. Um, right. So I think there's you're going to be seeing conflict in this one. Yeah. Um, any any ideas who the who's going to be fighting? I mean, what do we even know? Do you do you think do you think Hamill's gonna do you think Skywalker's gonna take up the uh, the saber at some point in this in this one? That's another thing is I think they're gonna have to show at least one of the big three. You think so? Yeah, it, it's just there's too much clamoring for it, and honestly, I would just love to see Solo pull out a blaster and shoot the ball droid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we Han know for first. a fact. Like, and that's the thing, dude. And he's gonna shoot first, no matter what. But I, I honestly think Solo, no matter what, is gonna take up the blaster. I mean, it's a little less uh, monumental, I guess, is the best word to think that I could think of, than you know, Luke and or Leia igniting a lightsaber. You yeah, because think? we've never seen Leia with the saber outside of the EU, never on on camera. And a lot of us have really enjoyed seeing her with a saber in the EU. And of course, we've talked plenty about the EU. But I mean, one of the one of those two has to ignite a lightsaber and has to at least have some semblance of a battle. Maybe it's handed off to one of the younger dudes at some point because, you know. But I mean, I think I mean, look what they did with um, with Dooku. I mean, you know, he that uh, homeboy wasn't you know running around with that lightsaber that whole time. But you know, they made it work. I mean, I don't. I think Hamill could pull it off i mean what do you think oh absolutely but the, the you know this actually brings up a point that i'd never really considered before and it's one thing that the eu really delved into that the movies really didn't and it's the different specialties of jedi yeah because you know obviously luke is a knight he's a jedi knight mm-hmm. he focuses on training and on you know on and on warfare whereas leia is clearly a diplomatic jedi you know hers right. is a skill of words and thoughts and, and persuasive and action, but you know, she's still going to be trained with a with a saber. But you know, if you remember in some of like, there's a, a novel in the EU when Mon Mothma gets poisoned, and there's yep. a medical Jedi that comes in and basically takes out the poison one molecule at a time and drips it out of her yeah. hand. And and I just oh, thought that was badass. really cool that it, that it really thought about the concept of having Jedi's with different disciplines. Right, and I think that's that's really cool that they if they would focus on that in these new movies, I think it would give it much more story a breadth of storytelling than just having that Jedi's are you know those with 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 sabers and the, they fight and that's it. Right, which is what we've seen you know with uh, Anakin and and um, and Obi Wan in in the prequels. You know, um, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I'm. I mean, you I'm do just have, trying to think of yeah. You have a little, sorry. You have a little bit more of a specialization, definitely on the dark side, where you definitely see the difference between a uh, an inquisitor and a warrior, with the difference yep. between Palpatine and, and Vader. You know, Vader's right. basically a, blur, a blunt instrument with the with the saber, whereas you know um, the the the, uh, the inquisitor of the the emperor deals more with the the magic side of the force. Right, and then of course Maul is somewhere sort of in between i would say um mm-hmm. more of the assassin which i love of course uh, you know that's kind of harkening back to the sotor stuff but i you know i you know, love me some darth maul but i i don't know man i i'm i'm pretty excited to see what this trailer is going to be about what's the date of Ul- ultron again may something uh, yeah it's may 6th or something like that that's so soon dude we're like we're like a month a month i know dude i'm so excited and we're a week away from celebration, so we know we're going to get some stuff out of that too. So yes, that's um, going to be exciting. 
Any other anything else you want to see in this trailer? No, I really actually, you know, I'm, I, I really like the way they did the teaser trailer. I really don't want to see a lot. I don't want to see much mm-hmm. story. I don't want to see much plot. I, I just want to see conflict is what I want yeah. to see. And I'm with you. I don't want to see the, you know, the most intense scene or whatever. I don't want to, I don't want to get spoiled. You know, you know, you see, you see all these trailers and it's like, and then, you know, you know, it's coming and it's like, Oh, that's the line I saw on the trailer. I don't, I don't want that necessarily, but I, I don't want anything spoiled for me, but I do. I'm with you. I want to see, all right, they're going to be, that guy's going to be fighting that guy at some point. I'm excited about that. Yeah. That's what I like with the, the, the Ultron uh, trailers that they've done is, you know, Ultron's the bad guy ultimately. And you have, sure. You know, the, the Avengers being the good guys and everything, but then you also see Iron Man fighting Hulk. So it like kind of gives you a little bit of plop and it doesn't, it's like, you don't know what's going on. And it doesn't then, give it away. Yeah, right. and then of course the the best, uh, which I've made my my wallpaper on my desktop, is mm-hmm. when they're in the snow and they're all like going across the screen as oh, one fighting cool. force. And that was really cool. It's one of the best shots. And the then trailer. of course in the last trailer with Vision popping up at the very end. Yeah. So I mean, look, I mean, I I don't want to I don't want to harp on this all day, but I I really am excited about this trailer. I you know if it's anything like. <laughs> And I actually got to see that teaser trailer finally in the movie theater the other day when I went and saw Insurgent with the wife. But I honestly, dude, like, I remember when that teaser trailer came out. I remember what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I, I remember jumping online. I wrote a blog about it. I mean, everybody was everybody hit the Internet, and the Internet exploded. And I cannot imagine what's going to happen when this one comes out. Yeah. It's going to be chaos. It's going to exactly. be the good kind of chaos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they counted down. It was 88 seconds. It was 88 seconds yeah. that changed the world. Right. <laughs> 88 seconds with like 30 seconds of actual things happening. Exactly. You know? So, all right, man. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we have a pretty good comic section this week, I think. Yeah, because we both read up. <laughs> we read. We read comics. Woo, comics. Woo. <laughs> uh, one bit of, uh, well, two bits of little news before we get into what, what we read. Um, mm-hmm. The first issue of the Star Wars uh, uh, comic has uh, has now gone to its fifth printing, so that's big. It's it's crazy. It's sold like a million copies already. It's just really cool. And then um, there, a lot of people don't realize that Star Wars didn't actually begin with the movie A New Hope. Before the movie came out, I believe it was a month beforehand, they they released a comic um, interpretation of the movie to kind of hmm. give people an idea of it. And that comic originally released by Marvel is getting a remastering and it's getting released this September, I think. Very so cool. it's going to be a, a, a brand new remastering of the, the original comic that came out before the movie. So awesome. it's kind of cool to get a little out. bit of a comic history. Nice. I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So where do we want to start? Uh, we look, have three comics, right? Um, actually four. If you, you finished big thunder, right? Number two. No, Big Thunder one. Because remember, I didn't finish. Oh it yeah, last. we talked about it a little bit last week. We but talked yeah, about yeah, it yeah, a little yeah, bit last week. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I'd like to touch base on that, and then Orphan Black as well. We should just throw that in here, okay. even though it's not Marvel or Star Wars. But let's start with Star Wars number three. Yeah, let's let's do uh, Thunder and Orphan Black at the end. Yeah. All right. Okay, uh, Star Wars three. I really enjoyed. I mean, we touched a, about the story a little bit last week. Um, where they're all in an AT-AT and they have a little bit of the banter, kind of like when they're in the, the Millennium Falcon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I really dug how Vader just had no fear of going up against something that big. It kind of reminded me of uh, when Luke was going against uh, one on Hoth in Empire. Yeah. 
where he's like, okay, well, you know, let me just trip it up. And then, you know, he goes for another one and he uses grappling hook to, to get up to the other one and throw a, a frag grenade in there. And so that was cool. Whereas Vader's just like, again, and he's that blunt instrument where he's like, all right, well, what's the best thing I could do? Well, I'll just use my saber and take its legs out from under it. I'm going to throw myself at it. Exactly. (laughs) Basically. So that was really cool. Um, and then, you know, having uh, Luke go back in to make sure that the place exploded and and ex- escaping out with the with the, the speeder was really cool. Well, and I, I, let's talk about that for a minute. And obviously, spoilers. There's going to be some spoilers in here. Um, we haven't spoiled anything really yet. But, I mean, these this particular comic is, is, a, is a couple weeks old now. So, I mean, the thing I liked about that was that is that's just so Luke. You know, yeah. like Luke says, look... You guys go ahead. I'm going to make sure that this mission is successful. I'll be I'll be back or I won't. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And I I really I really dug that. And of course we know he makes it, right? But it's it was it's intense because, you know, it it does show that that air of sacrifice and some of those Jedi like qualities that I think um that most people love about Luke. So um, and going back to what you said about the Battle of Hoth, that's one of my favorite moments in the Battle of Hoth. He's just like you know, jogs up next to AT-AT, grappling hook, go up, open it up, throw a bomb in, jump down, and it blows up. It's just, it's really cool. So, um, yeah, I, I really dug that. And and Vader, oh, Vader's awesome. I mean, <laughs> you, you just take on AT-AT like you're the man, you know? Exactly. Um, and one of the things, and I think I mentioned this last week, but one of the things I really liked about this was the the fact that we talked about strong women um you know, characters last week kind of a lot, and we'll kind of touch on it, I'm sure, when we talk about Big Thunder again. But, uh, you know, the banter between Leia and, and Han was awesome, but then, you know, when it does crash, she pretty much drags him out of there, you know, and mm-hmm. she's the one, you know, he's leaning on her, and I really, I really thought that was cool. He's banged up. She's like, all right, you know, she's communicating, trying to get him out of there, and she's dragging him, and I thought that was really cool. So yeah, absolutely. I did. I did really enjoy that. Um, and you, you also see that, that strength of Leia in Leia too. So Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and and move on to that one. I really enjoyed this one much more than the first one. Oh, so much more, which, you know, if you, if you guys remember (laughs) from a couple weeks ago, when we talked about the first one, um, I had pretty big issues with the first one where it was just very haltingly written and it just, it was very disjointed and, and I just didn't like the way they were categorizing Leia. And, yeah. um, and nothing really happened until the last two pages anyway. Exactly. You know I mean? But I, I do like that they, uh, you know, they went off to, to Naboo, and I really liked that she saw the hologram of Padme, and yeah. she had a double take because, yeah. you, know, she, you know, she's too young to really know who Padme was as, in relation to being a, a, a queen and a senator. Um, right. It was way before her time. But, you know, seeing her in that hologram was, uh, you know, definitely probably brought back a memory when she was a baby. And, you know, and I just and I I didn't even think about it that way, actually. But you're right. I mean, what uh, when she does look at that, what does she say? I'm trying to remember what she says. She she kind of looks at it, but then she doesn't say anything and walks away. Right. That's the yeah. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. The the person she's with asks her, you know, what what's going on? And she goes, no, it's just, she just like kind of references that it reminds her of something, but she didn't say what. And so I really like that. I do, I do like that the first planet they take her to is her, I mean, the, the, uh, her companion brings up the fact that it's Palpatine's home world, 
but right. it doesn't bring up the fact that it's actually really Leia's home world too. Right. Her, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really cool. And I, I, I dug this one kind of a lot. I, I think the, I like the, the kind of di- the dynamic. She, you know, she does take that leadership role, and I like the the dynamic between the two women. Um, I think that's kind of cool, and um, and and it moves. It has a pace to it, which it which does. I enjoyed. Yeah, which so. I, I do have one thing, and this is definitely a spoiler. So if you haven't listened, to this, you know, forward a couple of minutes here. What did you think of the last panel, where the young girl from the band is is talking to her sister, and you find out her sister actually works for the Empire. I and and now that's Leia's sister. No, there's a girl in the band that she went to go. Oh yeah, okay. I was like, wait, I'm, I missed something huge. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I I know that's not a thing. Okay, yeah, totally. I thought that was perfect. <laughs> in my in my opinion, as as much as I love twists and stories, and as much as I like you know one side playing the other and that kind of thing, honestly, I think that's perfect. And there's got to be that that element going in order to keep drive the plot. Yeah. So, you know, there's going to be an unwitting mole because, you know, Mm -hmm. she's just worried about her sister. So that's who she's calling. Right. And her sister isn't, I mean, as you can tell in the, the image that the girl was saying, you didn't see that she was an Imperial officer or an Imperial communications person, but you could tell in the last panel that she wasn't doing it on the slide. There was a stormtrooper right over her shoulder looking at what she was doing. There were many stormtroopers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really dug that shot. Um, I'm going to actually go and check this out one more time. Yeah, I mean, and it's really interesting because she's like, she's crying. She's looking. She's like, oh, sister, you know. Um, and the, and this is why I love, and, you know, I teach 1984 every year. And there's that whole idea of the thought police and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this, I'm, I'll, the reason I pulled this up is um, the, the Imperial officer on the other side says, then stay in touch. Call me every night. And tell me where you are headed and what you're doing and what the princess plans for you. And then she goes, I promise I'll do it. And then there's it just stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. nothing about concern. It was all about logistics. No. Yeah. Tell me what you're doing, where you're at, and what she wants to do. And that's it. And I, I love that. And that's going to make me want to read this series. And I think this series is short, right? It's only five books. Yeah, it's only um, five. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. Leia One had me... I'm worried about, I don't think people won't buy the Leia series and I'm glad that this one picked up, you know, where it did and, 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 and kind of got some momentum going. I was a little worried with Leia one, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it and it was a really good read. So yeah, I really enjoyed this one. All right. Now the big news, uh, the Canaan came out, Canaan issue one <laughs> came out this week and technically it's called Canaan, the last Padawan. Yep. I think this is one of my favorites so far, dude. Yeah, so ahead. first thing we learn is Kanan is not Kanan's name. Oh, well, yeah, and and, you, and you're right. We do learn in this, but if you read A New Dawn, you know that his name is Caleb Dune. But, yeah, you're right. Go thank, ahead. Thank, thanks for pointing out that uh, I haven't read that yet. Yeah, well, we all know you haven't read it. So just let's just put it out on Front Street right now. Will has not read a new dawn. Oh, hey, and Marshall, this is did, new did, to him. You, did you read the regrets blog this week? <laughs> Wait, there was there was a story blog in Swotor? What? <laughs> um, I really enjoyed this. Um, I really liked uh, how it uh, did match cuts to a uh, to a flashback scene, and you really learned. And it was really kind of cool that you're seeing a lot of Ezra in Kanan's old style, for sure. 
The, the lots thing of I questions, liked, lots of, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Well, I, the thing I like the most uh, about this book is that you get the, the relationship between the master and the Padawan. Mm -hmm. um, and it's obviously alluded to in Rebels, and we both were, we both watched Rebels. Uh, we, it's alluded to in Rebels. We know the Inquisitor knows who his master was, um, and it's also touched on a little bit in New Dawn. But seeing them side by side, seeing him training, seeing the kid that he is, um, it was really cool. And some of these, I mean, the artwork is phenomenal. Like this shot, the shots of them doing the forms, the mm -hmm. lightsabers. Oh, man, I just I, I really, really enjoyed this book. Yeah. So. And again, spoilers on this one. Uh, the very end of the story of this issue is the execution of Order 66. And, and, and as a writer and as a and 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 love when stuff like this happens and knowing order 66 was going to come at some point, I'm glad it's starting in book two, right? You know, in, in issue two. But one of the things I really liked was the master I'm looking for right here said something like, Oh, here it goes. How are you comfortable? Anyway, it talks about the, the troopers they're with and it names them, mm -hmm. you know? And when you name the clone troopers, and you know Order 66 is coming. It just it puts an extra weight on it. And I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and what I love is the last panel in the, the book isn't the Order. It's Kanan holding a holocron. And he says... Yeah, life is pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and, and above that, and I love the shot, it's got... It's got Superimposed got the emperor, the trooper saying, um, yes, my, yes, my lord. And then, you know, Kanan saying, uh, ah, oh, life is great, dude. And that's going to be it. And, and, and I had, I ended up getting the digital version of Leia too. And Kanan, um, a little snafu at my local shop, but, um, the next issue, uh, that's coming out next month, the, the cover that I've got here on the digital version is really interesting. It's, you know, I don't know if I should describe it, but it's obviously it's Kanan lightsaber up and someone about to pull a gun on him. And it's, it's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what this series does. Yeah. I really like the way that they started this series off, um, that they're really, they're showing the, the after effects that hopefully it'll show the after effects of what happens with order 66 from the Padawan point of view. Mm -hmm. And I, and I honestly dude, I think the strongest starts to end all these series so far is definitely Kanan number one and star Wars number one. I think I think True. these are uh, Vader one was good too, um, but I, I like the other two um, better. Uh, I'm glad Leia two is doing what it's doing. So I mean I'm I'm definitely I'm not going to stop reading these at all. Um, I'm really happy to be back into comics mm -hmm. and I mean you know and I'm and I'm not just reading Star Wars comics. We'll talk about you know a couple other ones in a minute, but I, I'm I'm glad I'm reading comics again. I love I love reading. Obviously I'm an English teacher for God's sake. I love storytelling, but. Um, anything that it can expand upon what we've already seen is is something I'm excited about. And actually, we had this slated for a little bit later, but I'll bring up that there's also a UK-based uh, uh, magazine that I'm going to get Marshall's friend to read, and it's a Star Wars Rebels. So yeah. we'll be talking about this next week. The first two issues are out. Um, but it's really cool because it's an activity magazine with a little bit of comics in it, but it'll be great to see uh, how you and your daughters uh, like doing this stuff together. So. Oh, I can't wait, dude. I'm going to I'm gonna print out the activities and do it. And it's going to be great. The kids will love it. Yeah, so I'm looking so. forward to, to what that is. Um, all right. So, so on to Big Thunder? 
Yeah, why don't you, uh, you know, we, we talked about that. You read Big Thunder last week, and I hadn't mm-hmm. quite finished it. I finished it today. Um, and I, you know, was talking about being really, really strong uh, as a woman. And I really dug the scene where, you know, she dresses in drag, basically, and goes down into the mine. And yeah. she saves the two guys from a cave-in. And I thought that was really cool. Was I'm awesome. really curious to see who the bandana bandanaed individual is <laughs> that uh, that pulls her up at the end. Um, and I'm really kind of curious to find out what the blue stuff on the ceiling is. I think I'm I'm excited about this comic only because, uh, as I said last week, Big Thunder is my favorite ride in the park. Um, I like seeing that there's this world around it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, yeah, there's. I think they're gonna like go or go somewhere with it. Like it's gonna be more than just well, there's a cave in the mine. Let's save the miners. Like I mean, what's the blue stuff? Well, I mean, I'm with you, dude. Like, what's gonna? Who are these people? Like, I think we're. What kind of surprises do you think they could do with this story and this time frame with this ride? I mean, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, if think? it's if it's if Disney does what I think Disney does best, which is story and history, um, then. If if you don't know, you know, Big Thunder didn't open when the park opened. Big Thunder right. didn't open until 1977. So for 22 years, there was something else in that location. And what it was, was a mule ride and an old train ride called Rainbow Caverns. Oh, that's right. So <laughs> if they, if Disney honors its own history and whatnot, um, because if you notice, Big Thunder doesn't go into a mine. It doesn't go into a cavern. Hmm. But... She she really it, she really points out that the interior of the mine is more like an inside out mountain. It's like an it's a you know it is a cavern inside, and so right. if they tie it in as that being rainbow caverns, then you know there's going to be blue, there might be violet, there might be other colors that they'll see down there, and so mm-hmm. it'll be really literally the Big Thunder was built on the on rainbow caverns, and so I really think that would be a cool way for them to go. Um, and this is a very limited run. It's also a five five issue run, just like uh, Leia is. And so it'll be yeah. it'll be cool to see if they they do a, a short story like that. Uh, uh, yeah, man, and and I love the protagonist. I love the female lead. I'm I'm mm-hmm. really into the story. I think it's going to be a fun <laughs> lack of a you know. I'm sorry to hit the nail on the head. It's going to be a fun ride. Um, you know, so <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm pumped about it and I'm, and thanks for turning me on to it. I, I'm, you know, I, I would like to read more comics. Obviously this is not something I ever thought I would actively pursue, but like as much as I love Disney and I love what Marvel is doing with Disney right now, this, this, this book is great. So we'll, yeah, we'll talk about issue number two in a couple of weeks. Huh? I really kind of think it's interesting and I, I want to see how they go forward with the fact that one of her one of her new main friends is obviously a madam so mm-hmm. yeah what's that going to be about right exactly right <laughs> so uh so we'll we'll see where that goes um all right all right why don't you lead us into the last comic my friend all right the last one we want to cover this week is orphan black and i read my um my loot crate limited edition cover today ooh that I talked about that i got last week i know right so anyway it was interesting. I It wasn't what I expected. So this first one was about Sarah. And it was about Sarah. Yeah, it was we, It was almost <laughs> frame for frame the first couple episodes of the show. And um, I'm like, so wait, I've seen the show. 
I'm now reading the comic, and nothing different happens. Yeah, it, it, it's it's basically a comic interpretation of the the of the show. I was hoping it would give a little bit more. It, it does a little bit. It shows a few frames of her of her adolescence with with Mrs. S, which it doesn't right. do in the in the show. I wish they had done a little bit more of that and focused on that instead of just focus on reiterating the story. Um, but the I think the artwork is really good. It's it's got that it's not crisp at all. It's all kind of muddled, which you know the whole yeah, it's show a little foggy exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the whole show is that way. So I, mm. I really think the the artwork is really good and 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 uh, and apt. And 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 I'm with you. And I and I think I would have liked more than just oh here is the show that you've already watched. But I read the last. Did you read the afterword or whatever? Um, Basically, they were saying we wanted it to. They wanted it to be accessible to people who have watched the show and who haven't. So, if they're taking that approach to all of them, that's right. what concerns me about the series. Only, only in that I watch the series. I love the series. I want more of those stories, not the story again. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so you know, our next one to read is is going to be a, a, a issue two, which is focused on Helena. And Helena, um, yeah, yeah, which I already have, so I'm going to be reading that this week to to get ready for next week. Um, Mine should be in next week, I'm hoping. Okay, so. so we might have to do it in a couple of weeks, but I'm going to be reading it soon. Um, and you know, we actually don't have a ton of the backstory for Helena. I mean, we have right the basics. So to fill an entire issue, hopefully, it'll give a little bit more of the story we haven't heard with Helena. And what I want with Helena is the the time before, like. Like we, she went through some crazy stuff, right? Oh, yeah. I want to know, like, bef- when what you know when Sarah is doing what she's doing. I want to know what Helena is doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's that's kind. of, I'm with you on that. And so I'm hope that's what we get. I don't want to. I don't want to see the preacher thing again. I don't want to see. You know what I mean? Like we we've seen all that stuff again. Right. We've seen all that stuff. The, you know? um, when when I when I read it again today, I was looking at all the the variant covers, right? And so they had eight variant covers for this for the first issue. For and, number one, yeah, yeah. And I loved the uh, the variant that had um, the soccer mom on the cover, mm. and she was very um, Boondock Saintsy with you know like the crossed guns. But one of them was a yeah. revolver, and the other one was a glue gun, and I thought that was perfect. It, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it was. It was just the the perfect you know sim- synthesis of of her of her two worlds. And here's my thing: I I, I honestly think they're not going to do this with the rest. I think that they did it with Sarah because that's the base for the whole thing. Yeah, and her right? backstory is what sets up the show whereas this one i think it's gonna it'll have to be more than just sarah meeting them it'll have to be a little bit more of their backs exactly so i think the rest of them will get a more fleshed out story than you know than sarah got that was so close to the show that we already saw right i'm hoping that happens uh you know in a week or two we'll uh we'll come back to that so all right so i guess we're done with star wars then huh yep star wars is done let's head into pop culture all right, I'm going to hand it over to you, my friend. I am near the end of my Rampage uh, IPA, so I'll take a couple <laughs> sips while you lead us in. What the hell is going on? It's Cheryl. She's in the cockpit. I think she's trying to kill us all. Oh, good. Woof. <laughs> For a second there, I thought I drank too much. 
All right, so we're uh, we're into the pop culture section of our stuff right now, and uh, we're going to first start with Free Comic Book Day, which is coming up May second. Um, and uh, you know, we just talked about a whole bunch of comics in the Star Wars section, but uh, Free Comic Book Day is a great day when you can go into your specialty comic store, and there are a few uh, issues that um, that they will give out that are special for that day. Um, like I said, it's May 2nd. We're going to put a link in the show notes that'll take you to the actual official page for Free Comic Book Day, and it'll give a list of what's available. The four that I'm really interested in uh, this uh, this year are, there's actually going to be a Bob's Burgers one, which Dude, I think... I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm yeah, really so you're going to be all over that. I actually don't watch Bob's Burgers, but since I'm a huge Archer fan, of course I'm going to be looking at that. Um, I've started getting into the recent Doctor Who runs, and so... There's a new Doctor Who one that's coming out that has, and the, I buy those for I buy those for the wife. I haven't I haven't read them, but um, I would like to actually start reading some of the ones I've been buying for her. Actually, yeah, so. well, it's cool because it, each of the more recent Doctors nine, ten, eleven, and twelve all have their individual runs going on right now. And yeah, this, they do. yeah, and this one is has uh, three of them all in the same issue. So that'll be kind of cool oh, how they awesome. do that story. And then there's a, uh, you know, the, the Marvel Secret Wars and the Avengers. Um, so I'm going to be looking at those. Sweet. Um, and that, let's uh, get to just a little bit of uh, to more pop culture news. Um, you know, we don't talk about Broadway much on here, um, but I am actually. No, huge. we don't. No, we do not. <laughs> but I'm actually, I will admit it, I'm a huge Broadway fan. I love musicals. I love stage plays, all that stuff. And one of my favorite movies is Groundhog Day with bill murray and uh it looks like starting in i think it's 2017 it's going to be coming to the great white way so there's going to oh be a broadway God. show of groundhog day and guess who they are looking at to being the uh, the main role i nph I know, neil patrick harris Oh my God, the King of Broadway, right? Exactly. So it's, it's that's going to be phenomenal. I love him so much, though. I, I just it doesn't matter what he's doing. I love that guy. No, he's hilarious. I love him. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, other news is uh, Adam West came out this week and said that um, by next year he and Burt Ward are going to be coming back and doing an animated Batman. Are you serious? Yes. So I think that'll be very cool. Um, Dude, I'm very excited about this. Exactly. So, and that's according. This is obviously the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah, I believe that's uh, according to the Hollywood <laughs> Reporter, and there's a link in the show notes. So that'll be very Sweet. cool. Um, you know, a few weeks. Can I just say something about that? Yeah, go ahead. I I I love the old uh, Adam West Batman. I I I think I was what fifth fifth grade, fourth fifth grade. A buddy of mine, uh, me and my buddy after school, we'd come to we go to his house. His mom would make us snacks, and we'd watch. Adam West Batman. I mean, there was like at least four episodes back to back every afternoon. Um, I love the Adam West Batman. I, you know, if you listen to the show, you know, you, we love Hollywood Babylon. You know, you know, uh, Ralph Garman's a big Adam West fan, obviously helping get him the, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. But uh, Batman animated with Adam West. Amber Ward. I, and Burt Ward. And I love Batman, the original animated series. I watched that ridiculously. I've seen all of those episodes many times. Uh, Mark Hamill is a Joker. Um, I mean, it's phenomenal. So I'm very excited about this. Even though I've just heard about it, I'm very excited. So, yeah, this is, this is really cool. I'm sure um, in this week's Hollywood Babylon, it's going to be brought up. So it'll be kind of mm-hmm. cool to see what Ralph Garman has to say. Yeah, um, I'm curious. And it will be awesome if they get Ralph Garman to do some voice acting on it. 
I was just to say, I bet you money's in it. Yeah, well, I mean, it just makes sense because he and Adam West, you know, work together on Family Guy too. So, right, exactly. So it's going to be awesome. Um, all right. So if you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about uh, that John Stewart is leaving The Daily Show. Well, they right. uh, they just announced this week who his replacement is going to be, and uh, just a guy out of nowhere. His name is Trevor Noah. Um, he's actually been a correspondent on the Daily Show for all of about three episodes, um, but he's really funny. He's from yeah, South- no, who do, no idea who that is. Yeah, he's no. funny. He's from South Africa. Um, he, he's really, really funny. I enjoyed him. There is some controversy surrounding him right now um, because people looked at his old Twitter feed and evidently he had some anti-Semitic comments. Uh, well, mm. they were anti-Semitic jokes, which doesn't make it any better, but. Um, mm. So that's kind of going around right now. But uh, just uh, yesterday, I believe it was Olivia Munn, who is also a former Daily Show correspondent, uh, came out in support of him. So, yes, Marshall? I'm raising my hand because um, I just want to go on record saying that I love Olivia Munn. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers might have something to say about that. No, look, that aside, and look, dude, I remember Olivia Munn from back in the day, G4 day. Yeah, so she was on G4. Yeah, no, I remember. Actually, wasn't there a trip where you and I went to Disney World, Disneyland, and they were filming uh, G Four there, and we ran into her? Yes, we did. Yes, we didn't meet her or anything, but you know, we happened to just go right past when they were filming. So that was yes, very kind of cool. That was well, that just was a story that took me back. Side note, but mm-hmm. I still love Olivia Munn. I you know one of my favorite cameos of hers is in uh, oh, what's the name of the movie? Crap! It's got uh, um, uh, Carol and um, Date Night. <laughs> Remember that movie Date yes. Night? Did you see that? Yes, I did. She plays the hostess at the restaurant. Oh, I totally forgot I about that. that. Yeah, I'm definitely have to. I love that. I'm definitely have to go watch that again. No, check that out. I love Date Night. I haven't watched that in a while. It's a good movie. Anyway, moving on. Uh, moving on. Um, those of, you, those of you who uh, are regular listeners know that I play Marvel Puzzle Quest on my phones. And again, another shout out to, to Red Knot who plays on uh, in my uh, alliance and he's been helping us out. That's cool. Um, they have a new Cheers, character Red. this week, um, which is Kingpin, is getting released to the, the Marvel Puzzle Quest, which is nice. really cool because one thing I like about this is, you know, it's a, it's a low, it's, you know, it's a small game that, you know, probably a couple million people play, but, you know, not a ton. But it's it's um, really cool how Marvel uses it in synergy with the rest of their stuff. So when the the new Thor female came out, they were pushing Thor. Now Daredevil's coming mm-hmm. out, so they've released Daredevil, Elektra, Squirrel Girl, Iron Fist, um, Luke Cage, and now Kingpin, nice. which are all going to be centered around all those shows uh, for Netflix. So uh, it's really cool that Marvel and Disney are really using all the different aspects of their company to 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 push their stuff. So I like it. Um, this one, this next bit of information, I'm really not too sure what to do about, you know, there is, what are we talking about? (laughs) There is an official news release this week that there is now going to be a hunger games theme park. Can you call me again? Marshall. So before you get to this, I haven't clicked on this link. Uh, Look, man, I, I'm not opposed to the hunger games. I have some concerns with a Hunger Games theme park. Do you yes. Have any I, ideas why? I, I share your concerns because, you know, it's all about killing children. Um, killing children. What are we going to pit children? Hey, 
let's put them in an arena and let them fake kill each other. What kind of crap is that? I have a problem with this. I heard about this a while back, I think, and I'm, I have some strong feelings, sir. I don't um, like this idea. Well, they're obviously building on the fact that Harry Potter has their own theme park and it's been very successful. Obviously. And that Disney's obviously it's gonna be going friendly. forward with some yeah, is gonna be doing some some work with the Star Wars in their theme parks. This one it's kind of interesting, it's actually gonna be in Dubai. So nowhere in the Western Hemisphere. What? Yeah, it's in Dubai and because du- Dubai has a theme park called I think it's Motion Land or Something it's it's their movie themed parks already over there, and so they're going to be doing. Yeah, I think basically it's just, it's not even going to be a whole park themed on Hunger Games. That would just be weird, but I believe it's going to be a couple of coasters <laughs> that are themed on it. Yeah. Um, but still, I, I really don't know where they're going to go with it. The you know, I don't. I mean, you know, it's not like you know you you pull out something weird like say Monsters Inc. Right, but Monsters Inc. Right. could obviously have a a roller coaster themed after it based on like the doors. You know what I mean? This one, yeah. I really... There's a whole world there that's not based on children's death. Yeah, but, but with this, I, I can't think of anything specifically in the Hunger Games movies that lends itself to a ride. It's just, it, oh. it doesn't make sense. I mean, I mean, maybe, I mean, they could do a POV kind of thing, I guess, where you're running through and... I, I, they could do, like, maybe a, a Star Tours kind of thing where instead of in a ride, you're like... A character and like you have to run away from other children trying to kill you, but that seems pretty it's dark. Still dude. very dark. Yeah, so I really don't know what to think about that. <laughs> but uh, in happier <laughs> news, uh, it looks like we're really close to hearing official news of a re. What do we call it? It's not a rebranding, and it's not a re- reimagining. It's not a reimagining either. It's just it's basically okay. Okay, you know how they're bringing, like, Melrose Inc. came back, Melrose Place came back, and Dallas came back, right? And all oh these God, older I just shows. Click on this link. Yes. Are you kidding it me? It looks like they are bringing back Full House. A revival. A revival. That's what it is. And I swear to God, they are naming it Fuller House. So far, what it says, it's going to center around the Candace Cameron character, DJ, and her friend, Kimmy Gibbler, and how they're neighbors or whatever, but it looks like Bob Saget and Dave Coulier and. And John Stamos what? are all going to be forming, you know. Are they going to be cameos. older now? Or who going to be older? Is it going to be like young? I mean, is it going to be younger versions of them? Or is it going to be them? It's going to be them. Because holy look, crap, Candace Cameron is now married with like five kids. No, dude, I'm with you exactly. So, but it's. I mean, you can see. I mean, Full House is a huge cult following. Um, oh yeah, I love so, Full House exactly. So I'm kind of curious to see where they're going to go with this. Um. Can I just, <laughs> what the hell are we even, where did this show go? Okay, so let me, I have so many thoughts and my brain hurts a little bit. Maybe it's the rampage. I feel like I'm about to go on a rampage. Um, all right, so so we're talking about rebooting Full House. And I'm going to tell you what, this was one of those shows, my friend, that my my siblings and I and my parents, we would sit and watch. It was part of TGIF, wasn't it? Yep. This and Family Matters and Step by Step. Family Matters, Step by Step. I mean, these were like my kids' shows. These were my shows. These were my family shows, right? So redoing it, like, I'm going to take a side note <laughs> real quick. And I'm going to say, so I don't know if you're hip to this. And I, now that we're talking about this, I have to talk about this. Um, I've been watching with my kids and my family, and we love it. 
Uh, but you remember Boy, Boy Meets World, right? I love Boy Meets World. I will admit that right now, that I am a Boy Meets World geek, and I actually have every single episode on my computer, and I have been downloading the new Girl Meets mm-hmm. World. <laughs> okay, so you took that a little farther than I thought. But yeah, so but you're right. I'm with you. I don't have all the episodes. I love Boy Meets World. It was one of my favorite shows as a kid. And my my family, we've been watching Girl Meets World. The kids love it. I love it. I mean, half the time we're freaking crying. It's adorable. It's it's the cutest, best show I've ever seen. It's amazing. Here's my fear. That this Fuller House will not be Girl Meets World. And there's flack on Girl Meets World because although it is, it's perfect though because you've got Corey, you've got Topanga, and I love Topanga. Of course, you know I love Topanga. You know, okay, Daniel um, Fischel is my official celebrity crush. I'm putting it out there, Danielle, if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, she's not. She's, she's not. I know. She's she's so not. So I Awkward. I mean, we all had a crush. How many of us had a crush on Topanga as a kid? Right? Uh, the same amount of people um, had a crush on Winnie Cooper. So, and that's my point. So where are we at with Fuller Fuller House here? Is this going to be a thing that's going to make it? Well, you know, two okay, two things about this which cracked me up is the fact that Candace Cameron was recently on Dancing with the Stars in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so she's obviously got a little bit more hype going around her um, around her now. She obviously has a huge fan base in the Christian community because just like her, she's not as out there as her brother Kirk, but she is a very right. devout Christian. So she she is bringing in that audience. Um, but there's something I don't know if you saw this, but it kind of made the rounds last week. Um, that you know the the house that it took place in in that showed that was the facade for the house in San right. Francisco. People go there and take pictures, right? It's an actual house, right? It's madness. John it's madness. Stamos was there. In front of it. Uncle Jesse, and he was there standing in front of it, uh, taking some pictures while people were right next to him taking selfies of them in front of the house, and they weren't oh, even God, noticing awesome. that Uncle Jesse was right they next to no them. They had no idea. Uh, that's funny. And I just thought that was brilliant. So I don't know what time frame we're talking about or when this is going to happen, but I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, we'll probably check it out because if it's if they're trying to take the girl meets world route. Then my, you know, it's something I can sit and watch with my kids. So, I'm in. Yeah, I think that's definitely what they're going to have to do because it was so family friendly to begin with. It was that, um, yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't doubt if it went to ABC Family, just like Girl right. Meets World did, just because you know Disney and ABC own the rights. So, all right. So that's it for all of my news. I only have a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> the first thing was I finally saw a Tusk. <laughs> I mean. Took and you long enough. I know. And I don't know what it was. It was just one of those things where, like, I knew it was a thing. It, my theater never got it. Whatever. The point is, is I finally saw the damn movie. And, oh, my God. It was everything I thought it was going to be. It's a <laughs> B movie. It's a B movie. It's so bad. And I love so Johnny bad, Depp, though. so good. I love Johnny yeah, Depp. Johnny Depp's character was amazing. Um, the kids. Uh, I really liked... Um, uh, Justin Long, oh my God, he was so good. Uh, it was pretty messed up. Oh, definitely. If you're a Kevin Smith fan, you've been following the stuff. I'm not going to review it because there's no point. No, it's uh, it's almost word one, for word what they were discussing in their original Smogcast. Yeah. One man turns another man into a walrus. That's what it is. There you go. Um, real quick, um, <laughs> I'm going to just 
I'm going to stay in the View Askew universe for a minute. Mallrats 2 news. Um, Kevin Smith, actually, you know, he's been kind of putting up, you know, this character's coming back. This character's coming back. And um, uh, Roddy is coming back. And you know who that was, right? That's and if the, you don't know. Isn't that the Michael Rooker character? He was the he was the um, he was the assistant to the and that was Scott Mosier. That was Scott Mosier, <laughs> wasn't it? Okay. Yep. And so on the last Smodcast, uh, he he kind of did the thing like, well, I would like to bring Roddy back, and like you know, obviously Scott Mosier does the podcast with Kevin Smith, so it was pretty funny. Um, so uh, Scott Mosier's character will be back, and they were talking about his headset. He's had the same headset for all these years, and it was it's pretty funny. That's so uh, definitely check out the latest Smodcast if you want to be hip on that. But uh, but I'm excited about Mallrats too. But we've talked about that already. Um, a little geek April Fools joke. <laughs> Did you... This was you funny. saw the Deadpool thing, yeah. right? Okay, for those of you who didn't see Ryan Reynolds' video that he tweeted, or I can't remember what he did with it, but it was a fake interview that he was doing with Mario Lopez, right? About whether Deadpool is going to be PG thirteen <laughs> or R. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It is funny, funny, funny. And we'll put a link in the show notes. It's worth watching. It's one of my favorite April Fools of the year, I think, by far. I mean, it just takes a very dark turn, which is very Deadpool. Yeah, and I I just don't see how they can't do an R-rated Deadpool. I mean, it has to be. (laughs) It's going to be R-rated. Yeah. No matter what. So we will see how that goes. Um, all right. And I know we've talked about him the last few weeks, but uh, Tony Kim put up a, a April Fool's thing. This is also pretty cool. Uh, did you check this out? I did. You sent this to me. And I, what I thought was hilarious is that you bid, in, you bid on it hard. Oh, I even commented because I was so mad he got me. I get, a, uh, I, get so- a, I get a tweet direct message from Marshall saying, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I was so mad. All right. The reason I bought in is his first one is great. So Tony Kim, as you know, crazy for Comic-Con. He, uh, on his blog, he leading up to Comic-Con especially, he puts a lot of stuff up. So he goes, uh, so five big changes for Comic-Con 2015. Um, and then he goes, with San Diego Comic-Con just three months away, news and updates about the show are starting to trickle out. Fortunately for you, I have the inside scoop on all the big changes for this year's show. So whether you like them or not, here they are. Number one. Swag bag only. So if you've ever been to Comic-Con, they give you a big giant bag that's super awkward that you put all your crap in that you get from vendors and stuff, right? And Warner Brothers always does. So he says, the Warner Brothers swag bag has become one of the most recognizable keepsakes at Comic-Con. What started as just one type of bag has grown to six, eight, and now 12 different types. Wanting Wanting to be the exclusive carrier of SCCC swag, Warner Brothers and Comic-Con have decided that the swag bags will be the only bag allowed in the convention center. This means you won't be able to take in backpacks, side satchels, duffel bags, pillowcases, or anything else that can be considered a bag. You will still be issued only one bag, even if the strap breaks. I'm not thrilled about this, but change happens. (laughs) I hate that so much because it got me. Nice job, Tony Kim. Uh, the rest are pretty funny. No Stan Lee photos. Standing only in hall a- on the Hall H line. Uh, color. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. But the, the, the big one for me was that one. It was pretty funny. So, anyway, obviously that's not true. It was a good April Fool's joke. So, hats off to you, sir. Good job, Tony so, Kim. Good job. All right. So, um, and he also put up another blog, um, a post, uh, 
2014 uh, recap of Comic-Con. And it's actually a a podcast he did with some friends. The audio quality is a little interesting because he's in a very public place. But um, but if you want to check it out, he shows how to subscribe on his page. And it's pretty cool. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, so if you've never been and you're going this year, check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about. Actually, a couple more things. Uh, Mark Hamill was on The Flash. So if you're watching The Flash, oh, my God. Uh, he comes back to reprise his role as the trickster from back in the day. And there's a young trickster. He's a trickster. Oh, my God. It's so good. If you're hip to The Flash, let me know. Because this this show, we, I would like to talk about it, but Will, Will hasn't been watching it yet. Yeah, I've, I've been I've been holding off on it. It's something I want to I want to catch up on. I want to binge this summer. So I've been holding off on it. Um, I wanted to do like a, you know, I've been focusing a lot on Marvel and Disney and Star Wars lately. Um, so it's going to be like a DC kind of summer for me where I'm going to binge watch Arrow and and The Flash and, and yep. Gotham. So um, all three shows are very, very good. I'm behind on Arrow. We're actually we're catching up on Arrow. I'm behind on on Gotham by quite a bit, but I'm going to catch up. That one's really good. But The Flash is my favorite out of the three kind of so far. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm just really excited because it really just shows how how ingratiated Mark Hamill has become in the entire geek universe. I mean, he's basically Will Wheaton in 40 years. So yeah, Indeed. not, gosh, not doing? even that 30, 20 years, 30 years, whatever, but he's, you know, he's got his fingers in a whole bunch of pies. And so it's just exciting. The last thing I want to talk about is loot crate. We talked about last week. I got my first loot crate. Um, I got an email from loot crate saying, check in second chance sale. I was like, what? So what, <laughs> what they're doing is they, from this year, Putting up for the same amount, twenty bucks, you can go on and buy past loot crates. Yeah, I believe it was uh, October through February, right? That were mm-hmm. available. I think something like that. Yeah, I bought the January one. It was uh, it was called Rewind, mostly because it had a Star Wars uh, number one comic in it. Yeah, uh, you variant know, cover. I really wanted to get that, but I'm. We'll we'll get to why I'm trying to save money with my very last yeah. piece here in a minute. But yeah, I uh, I, I decided to hold off on that. No, it's it's gonna be cool. I'm I'm really excited about that, and um, it's had some Nintendo stuff in there, a cool T-shirt. I, I'm excited about. it. I just bought that one. There was a couple other ones I was somewhat interested in, but that one I think just for that variant cover, that exclusive variant cover, I think is worth it. So, um, but yeah, we'll come back in a couple weeks when we both get our next loot crates, and we'll talk about that. But that's all I have for pop culture, my friend. Yeah, my last thing is uh, you know again talking about what I did last week is that I've been uh, picked to. I've been approved to be a press person at the Phoenix Comic Con, and so I created a GoFundMe page for some help. And you know, after last week's podcast, uh, we definitely got a lot more traffic on there, but still, nobody's pulled the trigger to, to help me out. So I'm just uh, pleased if you um, if you want to help uh, some struggling podcasters get uh, get their foot into the biz and and be able to uh, to do a little bit more on the actual involvement with uh, conventions and stuff. You know, every little bit helps. I mean, I'm, I'm going to uh, try to make sure I go regardless, but, uh, you know, every little bit will help me get there. So that's it. We'll, again, have the uh, the links, and uh, we'll try to get a, a, a widget on uh, the uh, website so we can have a permanent link on there. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know why we haven't done it already, but, yeah, we'll put it up on the website. No problem. Um, yeah, and uh, so instead of going to the Hunger Games theme park cause, and killing <laughs> children, um, support Will and going to Phoenix Comic Con. So there yes. you go. Um. God, I never thought I'd say killing children on the air. I know, right? It is. It's out there. <laughs> I did it. I said All right, it. so uh, I believe that's it for our, our episode this week. 
That's it. All right. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us, of course, on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and on Swotor Network. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Give us a positive feedback. We wouldn't mind. That'd be fine. And we have our Audible link, of course, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast if you would like to support the show or use the donate button on our website. And thanks again. And uh, any final words? No, that's it. We had a really good, fun show this week. And uh, this is episode 10. We have hit double digits. Can't believe it, my friend. And 11 is next week. (laughs) Very nice. All right. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Thanks again. See you next week.